0: Welcome to another episode of Topical with Michael Shafer. It's been a big week of scandals, boycotts, backlashes. I'll give you my take on the manly pride jumper scandal and why the LGBT community shouldn't want their endorsement anyway. Meanwhile, Pauline Hanson stormed out of Parliament's acknowledgement of country, inadvertently revealing that her kryptonite is tolerance. And Instagram has apologised for trying to be like TikTok. But do we really want Instagram to go back to what it used to be anyway? Before all that, let's play the best intro music in the biz. But feel free to skip through it if you want. one small for podcasts, one for comedy. We are stripped down and ready to go. I'll never surrender. But well, I ain't spending any time on it please explain i'm going to okay let me begin this week's episode by saying that i don't follow the nrl so the only time that nrl news reaches me is if something awful has been done by one of their players if i hear about the nrl something bad has happened. You know, there's either a punch-on between two players in a hotel lobby, there's a, a group sex scandal, or one of them has pissed in their own mouths. That's when I hear about the NRL. Most people call that a scandal. In the NRL, they usually just call that Mad Monday. But this week's scandal was quite big, and so I followed it quite carefully. The Manly Seagulls this week, they wore a pride jumper, And seven players refused to wear it for religious slash cultural reasons in the match they had on Thursday night against the Sydney Roosters, which was a really important match in the context of their season, fighting for a spot in the finals. Seven players didn't turn up. So for context, normally the Manly Sea Eagles have like these thin white lines on the jumper, which of course represents the cocaine that they snort after every win however for this week those white lines were replaced with rainbow colors and these seven players just couldn't bring themselves to wear those colors and as a result they took the week off now i'm actually quite torn with this issue because on the one hand i deplore homophobia And I deplore bigotry in any form. Of course, on the other hand, I respect anyone who is able to get a day off work. So here I can kind of see both sides to the issue. I don't like the homophobia, but I think managing to get a day off work with such a creative excuse is impressive because... Nowadays, most people, if they want a day off work, what do you do? Well, you call up your boss, you put on a croaky voice like we all do and we go, boss, (coughs) sorry, I've got COVID. It's definitely COVID. And your boss is usually like, but you had COVID last week and the week before that and also three months ago and six months before that and you go, yeah, but this is like the new strain. So, you got to be creative with it if you really want to Get a day off. These guys have called up their boss and they've gone, boss. I've I've come down with Christianity and oh, it's a uh, it's a real serious case. I think I've got the Le- the Levitica strain. It's um it's quite serious. I'm going to need the week off. So I kind of respect their ability to get a week off work. Now, look, I understand the LGBT community wanting to be accepted. Of course, I understand that. But put it this way. If I were gay, I don't think I would want the moral support of the coked up wife beaters of the NRL. I don't think I would need their endorsement to feel comfortable about my identity. I mean, I think if the only thing you knew about gay people was that they had the support of the NRL, you'd be terrified of gay people. You would cross the road when you saw them on the street. I guess my point is that not every endorsement is a good endorsement. Every now and again, you'll hear about gay people being upset that the Catholic Church won't recognize their marriage. But I just don't think the endorsement of the world's most successful pedophile ring is an endorsement that you really want or need. Gay people, I think you're better than that. I think you're better than the NRL. I don't think you need the support of the bigoted Manly Sea Eagles players. It is worth noting that Manly did lose their match against the Sydney Roosters on Thursday night, which was very upsetting because... If Manly won against all odds, you'd have to say that would be a miracle. And you could only presume that God had blessed them with a victory for staying true to their values and wearing the rainbow colours. However, Manly did get beaten quite comfortably, which I think is further evidence that God is sadly homophobic. Or he just had the roosters in a multi. Speaking of bigots, Pauline Hanson has been suffering from a severe case of relevance deprivation and has decided to get herself back into the headlines with a bit of a stunt. Now, we all know that Pauline loves a stunt. Probably her biggest stunt was when she wore a burqa in parliament a few years ago in order to campaign against the burqa, which is a strange way to convey your Uh, dissatisfaction with something by wearing it. I mean, kind of the opposite of what the seven manly players decided this week. This week, the Senate was performing its acknowledgement of country. And when they were acknowledging that they were on the land of the traditional owners, and they asked people to recognize that, she yelled out from the back of the Senate, no, and I never will which is also how she responds when someone asks if she'd like some chips from their halal snack pack. So at least she is consistent. After yelling out and making a scene, she then decided to storm out and just leave the Senate. I like to think that she walked out of that Senate and walked straight to the top of Uluru, which of course is her happy space. Now, there is an argument to be made that... Walking out of the acknowledgement to country is actually the most progressive thing that Pauline Hansen has ever done. Because the very purpose of the acknowledgement of country is to acknowledge that you are on someone else's land. Now, if you haven't been given permission to be on that person's land, the only moral thing to do in that situation is to leave. Now, I doubt that Pauline Hansen has the permission of the traditional owners of that land to be in the Senate, just given her track record. So, perhaps leaving was her way of acknowledging that she is not welcome on their land. Hence, a very, very progressive stance for her to make. I will say this, though. For years, we've been trying to work out how to get Pauline Hanson out of Parliament. We were under the misconception that the only way to get rid of her was to vote her out. Turns out, there is a much easier solution to getting rid of Pauline Hanson. All you have to do is just do an acknowledgement of country whenever she's about to propose a bill or vote on a bill and she'll be out of there quicker than a bigoted manly player being asked to wear a rainbow Guernsey. I mean, in 2018, she proposed a bill, this is another one of her stunts, she proposed a bill that was entitled, it's okay to be white. Now, I think it would have been great if they just had like an emergency didgeridoo to play at that time. Just as soon as she gets up to propose that it's okay to be white, they smash the glass, bring out the didgeridoo, start playing that, acknowledgement to country, she fucks off, she doesn't get to propose her bill. I mean, right now, the Australian government is actually trying to enshrine an Indigenous voice to Parliament. And I think... That's a great idea. And I think their primary role should be to shut Pauline Hansen up whenever she tries to speak. Just my thoughts on the matter. Of course, Pauline Hansen and Manly are not the only ones facing a backlash this week. So is Instagram for, according to some of its users, trying to become like TikTok and why wouldn't you? TikTok is killing it at the moment. See, people don't like the way that Instagram has changed. Now, they want it to get back to its roots and they want it to get back to what it does best, which of course, is promoting body dysmorphia in teenage girls in order to sell them cosmetics. There are two things that people are upset with about the direction that Instagram has gone. So firstly, Instagram is shifting more towards videos over photos and also, it's showing you more content from people you don't follow. So, if a clip of mine has popped up on your feed accidentally and you didn't like it, don't blame me, blame the metaverse. The people most upset about this change are influencers such as Kylie Jenner who have millions of followers because now when they post a photo, they're getting less engagement on that photo. Now, if you want to understand the business model of these influencers, the business model is I'm going to post a hot photo of myself in order to sell makeup. That's really the business model. Anything that upsets influencers, I support as a general rule. Hot people on Instagram have had it too good for too long. And I say that quite sincerely because these people do not create anything. All they do is look hot. Now, I understand that's not easy to do and not everyone can look hot all the time. I understand the work that goes into looking hot. I appreciate that. But I still don't think there's a lot of work or creativity that goes into their efforts. Like I'm on Instagram and the other platforms making videos, making this podcast, posting clips of my stand-up. I'm putting the work in. I'm trying to be creative. Meanwhile, Kylie Jenner, who is leading the charge against Instagram, she's posting just... Generic photos of herself. I actually went on to her page to have a look at the type of content she's posting to her followers. Her most recent post, I checked this today. Her most recent post is a photo dump of her taking a mirror selfie on her phone. Not even a professional photo shoot. She just took a photo, couple of photos of herself on her phone, puts that up, That's her content. Kylie, I'm sure you listen to the podcast. Post better content. If you don't like the direction that Instagram is going, be better. Start posting videos. Start being creative. Write a joke. It's not easy. Kylie, what you need to do is you got to go out and do what I do. You write some stand-up comedy, you perform it at a club, you clip it up, put it up as reels and you contribute to society and then you wait for the negative comments to flow in. That is what Instagram is becoming. That is the change you have to be yourself. Stop whining, start adapting. I will accept that it's not just like influencers who are upset about this. There are ordinary people out there, ordinary folk who are upset that they're no longer seeing posts from their family and their friends that they want to follow because you're getting more content from people you're not following. So now, you're not seeing as many photos from your friends and your family that you might want to see. Now, I will say this. If you want to see posts from your family and your friends, there is an app for that. It's called WhatsApp. So that's where you get those updates. Now, if you don't know how WhatsApp works, give you a very quick crash course. Basically, you make a group on WhatsApp, you make a group chat with your friends and that's where you share photos, you share your funny thoughts, you might make some jokes maybe. Then what you do is you make a side group that has one less person in which you bitch about their behavior in the main group chat. Then what you do is you make a side group of the side group that has one less person in which you bitch about the behavior of that person in the side group. Then of course, you make a side group of the side group of the side group. You see my point, so on and so forth. It's essentially a babushka doll of group chats that you create until eventually You just get down to one person, just you speaking to yourself and that's how a solo podcast is born. My point is, if you want to just get updates from family and friends that you follow, you can already experience that on apps like WhatsApp. I would also add that the people who want Instagram to go back to what it was originally are forgetting how bad the posts are from your family and friends. I think there's a bit of rose-colored nostalgia for a past that wasn't that good in the first place. Because let's not forget, your family and your friends are not professional content creators. They don't know how to use angles in their photographs. They don't know how to use filters. They do not know how to make you laugh or tell a story because that's not their job and why should it be? What your family and friends will do is they'll take a photo of a homemade egg white omelette, they'll pop a sepia filter on top of that and hey, it's a nice try at being engaging but it's not really good stuff. It just does not compare to the real that Nigella Lawson just posted on her page where she is essentially spraying whipped cream on a stack of pancakes. My point being, she's a professional content creator. Her stuff is going to be better than Melissa's. That is the show for this week. Thank you very much for listening. If you had a good time, feel free to tell a friend or give the podcast a nice review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so that other people might be able to find it and enjoy it. I'm heading to the UK soon, so I apologize if I'm releasing podcasts a little haphazardly over the next few weeks. When I'm back, I've got shows in Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide and Nary Warren. Head to my website, michaelshaver.com for details. If you have any feedback on the podcast, whether you like me talking to myself in this one-man group chat, or if you prefer when I have a guest, Feel free to hit me up on the socials at Michael Schaefer. Always keen to hear the feedback of my loyal listeners and viewers.